0: Hey, you're listening to Chew on That, and here's what we're chewing on today. In all our attempts to climb and claw, scratch and surge to form ourselves into our own image, we've forgotten. There's an image we're already designed to be formed into. Somehow it's been forgotten that, in spite of all our different characteristics, we were all designed with the same core. At the center of who we are, We were all wired to be loving and kind, patient and compassionate with all our hearts, with all our souls, with all our minds, and with our mouths. I want to talk about that last little part today in a message we're calling I'm Encouraging.
1: Welcome to Chew on That. My name is Scott Eastman. I'm the downtown pastor for Life Church in Green Bay, and you're joining us for the Chew on That podcast, which takes a deeper dive into the weekly sermon from the current sermon series happening at Life Church in Green Bay. This current series is called uh, The Bright Side, and this most recent sermon is called "I'm Encouraging." And joining me today is my very good friend Bradley Barron. Say hi, Bradley. Hey,
2: Scott, and everybody out there.
1: <laughs> uh, a lot of people, um, I feel, may not know who you are. Like, which actually. That's probably a lie. I feel like everyone knows who you are, but maybe just tell us a little bit about yourself.
2: Well, I'm Bradley Barrett. I'm a happily married, aesthetically married man. I've got seven children uh, born and raised in an interesting world of life and, and uh, have, caused a, uh, have, have been pushed up in, against a lot of things in life that have caused some incredible and, and dynamic change in my life. And uh, from obesity to sobriety to uh, divorce to, uh, uh, to, to living in a world that I thought was okay and uh, finding out that it wasn't, uh, it was a belief system that I had. Mm-hmm. And uh, since I came uh, and plugged myself into Life Church uh, a few years back, that life is good today for me. Yeah, I love that. And so uh, you're a Green Bay boy, born and raised, yes? I'm born and raised in Green Bay, Wisconsin, left when I was 20 years old and uh, I waved as I walked, I rolled out of, rolled out of town, went down to South Florida where everything was beautiful, but didn't find the warmth of the people that I was looking for. Mm-hmm. So I ended up back in Green Bay at 25 years old. I was born and raised in the restaurant business and wanted to get into a relationship business and, and uh, started selling cars until I found a job. And now I found, forgot what I was going to do. Oh, wow.
1: <laughs> so you've been doing, you've been selling cars ever
2: since. Yeah, nearly yeah. 30 years. Yeah, Yes. That's
1: amazing. That's amazing. So just so everyone else knows, that's the Audi, Audi, the auto house on Velp right here in town. (laughs) Nice plug. Yeah. And so Bradley didn't ask me to do that, but like, I feel like Bradley's car lot is one of those car lots as a car guy that if I like, like to go look at fun things, I'm going to find him at. Bradley's place, like it's not like a bunch of Chevy Astra's and stuff like that. They're all the kind of cars that uh, I fantasize about. So I like going by Bradley's place to look at the cars. But I feel like you kind of glossed over some important pieces, and maybe we'll pick up some parts and pieces of that as we talk along. But like your sobriety story, right? Your success story you're i mean they're all like riveting like we, we could have like six podcasts just on bradley and his life and his through the grace of god and through w- the willpower that he found in that grace you know i just the things that you've overcome are just remarkable and so like i wish we could spend like a 10 more hours just talking about that because you're just a you're a source of inspiration and your testimony is one that is l- legit not like I don't know, not fabricated, not, I don't know, stupid, not, I mean, it's like,
2: it's really real.
1: Yeah. It's really real.
2: <laughs> it's yeah, really real.
1: Yeah. And I love that about you. I love everything about you. And so anyway, but maybe we'll just have another podcast where we talk about that. But for this time we're supposed to be talking about Sean's message called I'm encouraging. So we're going
0: to listen to a sound bite and talk about that. And teenagers spend a lot of their time, not just being alone, but feeling alone like they're on the outside looking in. And that was before social media. It doesn't it seem like social media came out of nowhere and yet social media seems to determine social status. I mean, I'd hate to be a teenager growing up with social media, first of all, because it seems like everyone's grading everything you post. Your picture didn't get as many likes as your friend's picture. It seems like everybody has more followers or subscribers than you. I mean, back when I was a kid, you may have had to live with the feeling that you weren't as popular as everybody else, but today there's actually hard data proving the level or lack of your popularity. It's
1: funny because in their pre-show, we were just talking about this very thing, right? You were talking about how you would made a post last week or the week before, how you and your wife made a date night of going in and voting early. And so you said, hey, you know, vote, make it a date night with your loved one, you know, hashtag principles over personalities and freedom over something. Right. And then how you just got baked. Nope. Blasted.
2: Blasted. (laughs) Absolutely (laughs) blasted. To the point where my wife actually wanted me to take it down. And I said, I said, listen, I said, we didn't, we were not supporting either candidate. We're supporting a happily married couple going to do our civil duty and, and, and vote just purely vote literally it was a picture of my bride and I and with huge smiles on our face because it was nice we took the time out of our day to do this now I work she takes care of the kids I mean it's a lot of stuff going on in our world so to take the time out just to do this just the two of us was was a special thing so we just put hashtag vote and hashtag freedom and then it just turned into all kinds of craziness of 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 not wearing our mask. And we had masks on. We just didn't, we didn't, we uncovered them for our smile. There was nobody around. We wore a mask into the building, but people perceived that we didn't, you know, they, they perceived somebody even sent me something that was like, if you wear your mask this way, it's like wearing something like this. And it was, it was an obvious, it it was derogatory. And you go, what are people thinking? Like, like, uh, like literally the, the, their perception which is the reality was so far gone of of there was no candidate mentioned there was nothing and then it went all the way down to the fact that that Jesus would never ever ever do this and i'm thinking now Jesus is involved so we have masks we have we've got all kinds of uh, you know it was it's it just amazing and it reminds me of the story one time where I, I took a picture of my son who is now 7 and we were on the back of our sailboat it was a gorgeous bright sunshiny day and it was it was again my wife and i in our in our and our newborn baby on the back of the boat, and we got all these these hearts and this I mean if you ever want if you ever want social status or whatever, put a puppy or a baby in a picture because oh, yeah. you're going to get tons and tons and tons <laughs> of likes and uh, so. We get all these beautiful messages, beautiful family, beautiful couple, beautiful this, beautiful that. And then I had somebody just give me the whole dissertation on life preservers Mm. and how they're supposed to be worn on a boat. And they gave me the whole, the the statute, everything, the law of life preservers and went down this thing. And of course, then people were attacking that person who attacked other people. And it was like, how did this beautiful picture of this happy family that dock, not even on the water, just happened to be in a boat. It could have been a backdrop for all people would have known, right. turned into this thing. And that's, when, that's really what, again, what I, when, I, when I was watching the message yesterday, that's what I was like, oh, my gosh. So being a father of seven kids, you talk about these things with kids. I've got, I've got a teenager at the present time that is, you know, it's, it's interesting how people can get behind a screen. It's maddening.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's maddening. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, the world is at odds with itself and it, it, it doesn't feel like it's deep enough. I feel like w- we've, we've become addicted to being divisive. We've become addicted to being like mad, trying to find someone to fight. Everyone just wants to fight right now. Everyone wants to tell someone to F off and everyone wants to tell someone to like, that's, that's where we're at. It's like no one's looking for unity. No one's looking for love. No one's looking for good neighboring. They're looking for a way to fight. They're looking for what differentiates me from you and like how I'm better than you or how I'm smarter than you or how I'm more woke than you or, you know, and that's so it's like, and it's permeates every part of our society. You can't walk into Menards, right, without someone judging you for how you're doing this or how you're doing that. You can't do it on social media. You can't, you know, do it in church. You can't do it anywhere without someone trying to pick a fight.
2: And it's interesting because people, so being in the service business, I'll get a complaint on, on social media and I'll call them up and they're shocked that I call them, hmm. but you know, I was raised to communicate. Yeah. So communicate, go, Hey Scott, I see that you're having an issue with your tire in your car. Is there anything I can do with it? Like, oh my God. You, I didn't, I'd never thought you'd give me a call. I'm like, do you know, if you call me first, you wouldn't even have to have been frustrated. Yeah. You could have just called me. And cause, cause. Ninety nine point nine percent of the stuff that people put on screen, they would never say looking at somebody's eyes ever, ever. And it's, it's but do you know, social media is real. So so I hear some people like my kids aren't allowed on this or my kids aren't allowed on that. You know, it's okay to have have technology and and. And social media be part of your life, it just can't be your life. Yeah. And you have to be comfortable in your own skin. And, and and when we're raised to be comfortable in our own skin, that you you know that you're beautiful, right? Right. You know that you're wise and intelligent, correct? Like you know that you're good, right? And when they say all those things, then then it doesn't matter if somebody said you dropped a ball. Right. Or right. It's, or, or it doesn't matter if somebody doesn't invite you somewhere. One never knows what the scenario is because we don't know what's on in other people's heads. We can see what they type. We can see what they post, but we don't know where they're at. We don't globally know if they're happy or sad. We don't know if they're, if they're having the same feeling about somebody else. So to be able to, to raise our families and our children and, our, and talk to our spouses and go, wow, you know, like even I didn't say, no, I'm not going to take that post down of my wife. And I, I said, this is why. This is why yeah. that I think it's important that people see this and then people will realize like if one person goes out and votes that wasn't going to because we made a date out of it, we won.
1: Yeah, that's it. You know, a couple of weeks ago, Sean uh, had a message where he talked about how we need to, we need to find positive ways to be informed. We need to like reliable, positive ways to inform our mind and inform our spirit and our heart. Right. And social media, while it can be that place, is more often not that place. And so sometimes I know that I will look, get caught up like in a like in a comment chain like you were talking about in the pre-show where you're like, "Oh my gosh, this is oh my this is so horrible." And you, you just keep scrolling because you, you can't believe how horrible
2: it is. <laughs> it's like a car accident. Right? You can't yeah. stop. Yeah. Yeah, you can't stop looking at it. And
1: then and then you're getting all worked up and you're like, "Why am I allowing this to get myself worked up? Like why stop look looking at it? If it's if it's damaging your spirit right if it's like causing you to get irate or work to stop looking at it
2: right if you're allergic to peanuts don't eat peanuts right period period final now if you're able to flip it and and use it as an example of how not to be then 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 you're healthy right Hmm. like like I want is I want my family to see my kids pictures and that's that I mean of course there's other ways that we can do it but 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 it's nice to put pictures of our family and our and our fun things that we're doing to, to, to you know, but again, that that's a dangerous thing for other people too because they think, oh my gosh, they are so smiley. Don't they ever cry? Right. Like, well, <laughs> it's, I mean, again, if you're a human, you have feelings, period. Right. Period, if you're not a psychopath, of course. Right. But it is, you know, there's so many things that like, and I don't think people necessarily mean to hurt other people's feelings, but opinions are going to, opinions are what they are. Yeah. They're, they're, you know, again, like, like, like I love peanut butter cookies, but I have children that are allergic to peanuts. So I can't have peanut butter cookies anymore. Mm-hmm. So if, if social media is something that you can't handle and it takes you to a place, then you need to communicate about it or just plain shut it off. Right. There's a power button.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I get the, I get the immediate satisfaction of social media. Like, like you, I, I, a lot of my life is on social media because I like, I have a lot of friends. I have a lot of family. I want them to know what's happening or what's on my mind. I use it as much for positivity as I possibly can, you know, but like, there's a weakness in me that likes the immediate satisfaction to know that I'm appreciated or my thoughts appreciated or what I'm doing is appreciated or, you know, what I've done is appreciated. And then the easiest way, right? The most, the most measurable way is likes, right? I mean, it's just, it's like, Oh, you did that. I like that. Right. Oh, you did that. I like that. You know what I mean? Like right now I've recently started uh, riding a uh, Peloton at home. And so I'm only like, I don't know, 12 rides in, right? Like not, I mean, nothing. I'm nothing in, you know what I mean? But I like, I keep posting that I did the ride, right? Because I, I feel like I'm going to try to leverage my weakness for social media in that way. Because I feel like there's a, there's one dude that wrote, he's like, and he's just a normal dude. He's a fit dude. He's young. He's like got no reason to like, admire the fact that I'm doing it, but he's like, I just, I look forward to seeing your post every day that you did it. Cause I feel like you're doing such a great thing. And I'm so proud. And there's a dude here at church. who was like, I saw that you were riding five miles and if Scott at 53 and big giant guy can ride five miles, why am I not riding five right, miles? Right. You know what I mean? So now I feel that pressure when I'm riding, like I got to get to five miles cause Keith at work. Right. He right. saw that I rode five miles. And so there's, there's good, there's good that can come out of that. Um, but we can't let it overwhelm us because I'll, if I don't get likes, And I'm like, oh crap. No one, like late yesterday, sorry, I'm going to keep talking about me. So yesterday I posted this Barry Manilow song. Stay with me for a second because (laughs) Barry Manilow wrote a song to go with some Johnny Mercer lyrics that Johnny had written a long time ago. I'm a big Jazz Standards fan. And so Barry Mantle finished Johnny Mercer's song, and it's a song called When October Goes. And it's this beautifully written song, like about how, you know, kids running home and it's twilight and like they're smoky. Like, I love that idea of the end of October. It's beautiful to me. But I posted that, and like, no one liked it. I'm like, what? No one liked it. Does everyone <laughs> think I suck? Oh, gosh, I suck now. I can't believe no one liked my thing. And so sometimes. I'm a mature man, right? I'm a pastor, I'm a professional, I'm an entrepreneur, I'm successful, I've I'm, like, am I'm, I'm, like got all this stuff. And so like the fact that no one liked my Barry Manilow post doesn't mean I'm a bad person. But if right. like, we get into that, and sometimes it, it's not just 14-year-old girls that are susceptible to that. Sometimes it's middle-aged fat men that are susceptible to that.
2: Well, it's, it's no different if you wave at somebody or say hi, and they don't say hi back. Right. It, 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 it doesn't matter. I mean, we're, again, we have feelings. So that's what we're doing. I mean if you want more likes just put a put a picture of a puppy. Right. You yeah. know, like it is but yeah, like you're saying like the the cool things that come out of social media like like your your tokens that say hug are brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. I mean that's the coolest thing ever. And 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 it's it's interesting. Again, like we have no control over or what what's in other people's heads. So so but but I but I am very mindful of what I post. Yeah. Like this is like like there's certain things that I don't post because I don't want to hurt somebody else's feelings. Yeah. And and or if I've got somebody in my somebody in my circle that has something that's going on that they're hurting for. I don't want to I don't want to say, oh, look, I'm sorry that you're hurting, but I'm not. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And uh, but it it is, you know, this has given us an opportunity, Scott, that we're able to communicate these things that we're talking about on this podcast with our family and with our friends and talk about it and go, wow, you know, like and talk to the right people. In recovery, I had a sponsor that he said, you know, like he, he made me read one book and in, in AA, it's the big book. Hmm. And it was, that's the only thing I'm like, oh, look at this self-help. Look at this book. Look at that book. Hey, yeah. I should, I should start a meeting for, for uh, business owners. And he's like, um, excuse me, one book and you, and, and, and I'm your guy. So if you're going to be talking to everybody else and asking, the worst thing you can do is ask something in a meeting because you're going to get 50 answers. And there's going to be one answer out of those 50 people that's going to be the one you want. Mm. And there's going to be 49 telling you that you should be doing what you're supposed to be doing and, and, and you're not. And you're looking for that one thing. And that's, about, that's the way life is. And, and if you're looking for that stuff and, and you're asking the wrong friends um, for to to back up your affirmation, not your effort, you know to back up your 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 feelings. Yeah. Oh well, yeah, I'd feel bad about that, or oh, that was really jerky of them to do. You couldn't get it, but if you can use it as a, as a as a as a barometer of how you are doing in life. Again, we're 53 year old guys like we're successful, we're happily married, aesthetically married. We've got great kids. We've got great businesses. Right. We belong to a phenomenal church. Like there's a lot of great things in our life, but, but still there is times. And I've been, again, when we talked about before, I've been pushed into change in my life. And I've realized that, that the only person that I can please is me. And if I, if it, it like, kind of like that, that, you know, you know, if you ever want, if you want, ever want to be disappointed, just expect something out of somebody else. Yeah. Expectations are, 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 I mean, anything, anything like me getting here on time today. <laughs> like, yeah. like, like, I'm like, you know what? I can apologize and I'm a few minutes late or I can just show up. Right. And I can send my, send my ETA. Yep. And, and so it is, it's interesting how, like, it does sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Why didn't I listen to that since birth? Hmm. Why haven't I listened to that? Yeah. We hear it all the time, it's something that I didn't make up. And, and I heard a really good one today, it was really funny, about complaining. A guy says, you know, complaining is kind of like vomit. It makes, when you complain, it makes you feel better. But it makes me sick.
1: Hmm.
2: Yeah. And I thought, wow, that's brilliant. I said, where'd yeah. you come up with that? He goes, I, don't. I said, I'm stealing that. Do I need permission? He's like, absolutely, and I'm like, you know. But it's so funny how again, that's what people do is they throw that out there. Yeah, and then they it's because again, you know, whatever we've got going on in our life. So whatever was 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 thrown in that post of my beautiful wife and I voting, it, it, that person needs to look at themselves in the mirror. Right. You know, if you if you come across two jerks, you have to look in the mirror and see the third. Yep. That's what life is about. And when you talk about social media, we have, to, we have to understand that. I mean, it's not going away. Right. It's not going away. I mean, for, for, uh, in, in fact, the, the, the incredible things that you talk about, like me knowing that I can get those hug tokens for a buck piece, my God, it's brilliant. Or I can pick up the phone and I can talk to my father, who is, who is not even in the USA, and I can talk to him live on News and Messenger for free. Right. Giddy up. Yeah. I mean, how cool is that? Right. And my mom can see daily of what, what, what's going on with the kids. Their they're, they're, they're football, their soccer, they're, they're, you know my kids this morning are rolling in the snow. I mean, that, that spreads as much yes. incredibleness than the negativity that we talk about. Yep. And, and again, I, I go back to the people that don't allow their kids on social media or they don't allow their kids. I always, you know, I always, I take the novelty out of it. And I put the education into it. Sure. So when, yeah. when I give them all the facts and don't hide anything, because and, and, I believe that if I say no, you can't, they will. Right. Because I did. So probably, because, probably the reason why I'm an addict, but thank God I was or am and I'm sober today yeah. because it was no, don't do this. No, don't do that. No, don't do this. I mean, what's more fun? I mean, speeding would be. No fun if there was a, if there wasn't a speed limit.
1: <laughs> then you'd just be speeding. <laughs>
2: you'd yeah. just be going fast. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. <laughs>
0: Everybody got into the college that they wanted, except you. You got passed over for a promotion again. Your high school friend makes double the money you make. You know that because he points it out every opportunity he gets. Your best girlfriend, she took her baby weight off in six weeks and you're still trying to cover yours with Spanx after six years. Your brother, he built a big, beautiful dream home. Your neighbor, somehow he just bought a fancy foreign sports car. Your in-laws, they're consistently telling you how they don't agree with how you're raising your kids their grandkids. It feels like the people in your circle are constantly condescending and the devil, he's determined to drown you in discouragement. I feel like we missed that point a lot about like the the the
1: devil and his tactics. Hmm. Like I feel like we too often think of the devil as just being this guy lurking around trying to trip us up or trying to make bad things happen to us or we think about being tempted by the devil and the little devil on our shoulder telling us that we should look at dirty pictures or we should have another drink or we should buy one more thing on Amazon or whatever. I feel like while the devil might be, you can attribute that to the devil, I feel like the biggest thing the devil does is tell us lies about ourselves and who we are and what our value is. Oh, incredible. And so so I'm, I'm not looking for you know, pointy horns and, and, and a pointy tail trying to, you know, trip me up into going to a strip club. Right. What I need to be looking at is addressing the fact that I, I negative self-talk all the time. If I, if something bad happens, I'll be like, why are you so stupid? Why are you an idiot? Right. And so, and the devil, like that's the devil's playground. Like he just loves that when I doubt myself and what's happening there for me anyway, is that my son hears me say that. Right. And so if he fails in his video game or if he fails having a catch, you know, it be like, oh, why are you so stupid, right? And like, what, what am I, you know, here I'm thinking of being a great dad, right, by being sensitive and, you know, like you say, tr- trying to educate him in every possible turn rather than just reacting. But in, that, in, in this, at the same time, I'm negative talking about myself, teaching him how to do that, and the devil loves it.
2: Oh, loves it. I mean, that's his, that's his jam. I mean, that's his jam. I mean, you know, comparison is the stealer of all joy. Right. Period. And when you get into those situations, what does that do? It, when, you, when your joy is stolen, you, you want to make up for it. And that's when we buy something on Amazon or we, or we, or we, we eat a whole single packet. you know, the, the, the reason why like, Oreos are in one package, it's a single serving. There, there may be 12 of them, but. Wait, it's know, not a single serving? It's, a, no, it's not a single <laughs> serving, Scott. And you know, so the next day you're feeling groggy and when you're feeling groggy, you're trying to make up for that again. So you, it's just, it's a vicious cycle of, I, I just recently learned about that. That was not me. That was the devil trying to get me back. Yeah. Be, he's trying to put a wedge in between my wife and I by doing this or trying to put my, a, a, a wedge in, in, in between. So and, and that comes from not only me doing something, but, but her comparing. Did you see what they're doing? I'm like, oh, don't you like what we have? Yeah, yeah. Like, really? And then the next thing you know, you're like, I'm going to go do some work in the office. Yeah. When that's not, the, I had no intentions to do work but it but that's those are those things that that are like so cunning and baffling and powerful so cunning and yeah. and and so the devil like you say is not is not this it's not the it's not the, the evil that you see on TV it's that it's at those little things that he does that create you know and it could be anything it could be any character defect that he brings back and makes okay. Yeah. And it's like the first time you lie as a child, you're like, "Well, that was easy." And then right. and then you want to go back into it. Kind of like the room that we weren't allowed in as children because it was the the fancy room. So the second mom and dad left, we went in that fancy room and we bounced on the couches and we threw balls and we played the music as loud as we could and then we were we would back our way out of it like a vacuum so it looked like we were never in it. Right. The room was no, there was no joy in that room except that we were breaking the law. It was
1: like speeding tickets, right? Like if If it wasn't illegal, you're just going fast.
2: Right. So this, what that clip that we just heard was, is literally the one that really comes in because again, comparison for anybody, it's a comparison that I see. It's like, it's like, you know, I've learned in life that I'm just like, now I can celebrate somebody's new car or somebody's new, whatever it may be, you know, a, a vacation, a car, a boat, a, 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 Whatever it is, a win, yeah, and and not look at it as a resentment, yeah. because forgiveness is the killer to all the devil stuff, yeah, and and, the, and it starts with me,
1: and I feel like. You know, good doesn't happen in a vacuum. If something good happens to someone, doesn't mean good can't happen to you. Some right. people feel like, it, oh, they got the whole, they got the whole thing of good. There's only one portion of good, and they got it. Now I'm not going to get it. Right. Or there's only so many likes to be given out, and if they have more likes than I have, they've got all the likes. I've got none. <laughs> like as though, and there's, there's, you know, it doesn't live, it doesn't exist in a vacuum that way. Good can happen to everyone, and good does happen to everyone if you choose to see it,
2: and if you affirm it. Yes. If you want something, just, just believe just believe and you will receive. But if you're if you're constantly comparing somebody else, that's what you're going to get. You're going to get you're going to get disappointment after disappointment after disappointment. Yeah. And you can't see the shoes that you have. You can't see the car that you're driving, the house or the neighborhood or the business or anything because right. because you have been your your joy has been stolen.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I love that. You know, in the, in the scripture it talks about how God Uh, wants to give us the desires of our heart. It's um, Psalm 37, four says, "Delight yourself in the Lord, he will give you the desires of your heart. And so a lot of people think of that and they think, oh yeah, because I super want a new Tesla or I super want a cottage or I super want, you know, whatever, all the, whatever it is. And so, and then we'll think, well, if I could just, if I could be, if I could chase after God and delight myself in him. Then he'll give me the desires of my heart. But here's the thing that happens for you, is that your sense of what you want or your sense of what will make you happy changes when you're chasing after God. When you're chasing after God, what 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 feels like good and what feels like joy and what feels like happiness is different than what you're chasing after when you're outside of God's love. You know, when you're outside of God's love, then it is Teslas and cottages and vacations and everything else. But if you're inside of God's love, you're happy just making someone else happy, or you're happy just being with the people who love you, right? And then that's and so. It's kind of like it's a trick, not a trick, but it's like a it's a flip,
2: you know, it's it's definitely a flip. And and (laughs) if you want a new Tesla, just tie that Tesla payment. You'll get it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, yes. (laughs) Right. Right. I mean, that's he's great that way. Oh, my God. Does he pay good? Yeah. He pays so good.
1: Yeah, that's good. I love that.
0: What's already going on in your life that's worthy of attention? Your spouse, your kids, your parents, the job you have, the health you have, the house, the car you have. Speak life over yourself. Encourage yourself. In 1 Samuel, David, the king, he's having a really tough time. He had battles on the outside and fear on the inside. His own people were rallying against him. They were planning on killing him. But scripture says, David encouraged himself in the Lord. His whole community wanted to kill him, but he knew if God is for us, no one can be against us. And sometimes you have to encourage yourself by saying, even though I'm experiencing challenges, I'm loved, I'm valuable, I'm important, I'm healthy. I'm so fortunate. I have so much to be grateful for because like my pastor used to say, things you appreciate tend to get better, but things you depreciate, they tend to get worse.
1: My son's a collector of things, not like in a fun way. He doesn't collect stamps or whatever. He just, he loves the pursuit of getting something new. He loves the idea of, of wanting something and then getting it. But then a day later, he's already done. I'm done. I got the thing that I wanted and now I'm to the next thing. Like he's an accumulator, right? And so, and it's easy to be an accumulator when you don't have to pay for things, right? So between us, me overcompensating for my dad or, you know, his grandma trying to, you know, I don't know, whatever love and financially because she, I don't know, whatever, it doesn't matter. Right. So he's, he gets a lot of things. And so like we're, we're feeding that in him, but like, I feel like, um, sometimes we don't look at what we have and say, Oh my gosh, I have that. And we've got a plaque on our mantle at home. Even that seems like stupid. Cause there's people like, I just want a house where I have a fireplace. Right. Like I've said that in the past, right? Like I wish I, I wish I could just have a house that had a fireplace, right? So anyway, on the mantle at our house is a thing that says, "I still remember the days where I prayed for what I have now," and I feel like that's something that it's an, a reminder for me because I need to remember that that. You know, we talked about being, you know, successful entrepreneurs, right? And there was there was a time when all I wanted was not to have to work for somebody else and just be able to be my own boss, right? Oh. And now I have that, and now, like, I still find reasons to complain about it. Like, I can't believe I'm a sole proprietor, because I'll tell you, there's nothing bigger about a sole proprietor than just being sole, right? Because I just feel like I'm doing all the work myself. Or I'm just, <laughs> you know what I mean? And so, like, I, I feel like I'm There should be an only proprietor. Right, yeah, that's it. <laughs> and so, but I feel like I, even I do that. Even I'll do, like... Like, I have the things that I'd always wished I'd had. Why would I ever get let myself go back to the point of being discouraged in what I have and wanting more? And there's nothing wrong with wanting more. Like, there's nothing wrong with, Sean had talked about that in his message. But, like, when it becomes an obsession, like my son, like, all I want is this new thing. i got to have a new keyboard. Your keyboard's fine. But this keyboard has, like, extra GV lights. I mean, but you have a keyboard, you know what I mean? And so, like, then I'm just like my son. I'm trying to correct my son, but I'm doing the same thing, right? Like, I've got a 2015 Subaru Outback, which is a great car, right? But it's 2015, though. Come
2: on, man. Well, I know where you can get a newer one.
1: Yeah. But, like, we do that all the time. We do that all the time. Rather than being encouraged with what we have, we're discouraged. And I feel like that leads to this place where Sean talked about when we devalue something or when we, um, what was the word he used? When we, it doesn't matter. It, 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 we're losing, we'll lose everything when we start devaluing what we already have.
2: Exactly. Because you're, you'll, you'll be, you'll be. You know, without an attitude of gratitude, you'll just be—you know—I don't know the words to use—but you know, peeing all over yourself. You can't. You can't. You know, again, it's—it's normal human behaviors from the time we were at kindergarten all the way up the line to the, to, to you, you, of course you want to be the quarterback. Of course you want to be the guy. Of course you want to, you want to have the best pitcher or win the spelling bee or whatever that may be. But I tell you, it, it is truly amazing because, you know, and again, these are the changes I've talked about. I, I learned what a house was when I was homeless. Right. Like I learned the value of the dollar when it was all taken from me. I learned all these things, but I also learned that, that I can have whatever I want if I believe. So it started out with, with, with passwords, you know, sell 81 cars. I sell 81 cars. Like, like do this, do that. You know, like there's a, there's a message that I saw here at Life Church about Jebez, you, to, to to expand my kingdom, expand right. my territory. And he did. And I thought, because I struggled with success as well cause I thought, my gosh, like, like, am I supposed to be like when I was working the steps of recovery, you know, the third step is to turn your will and life over the care of God as you understand him. And I'm thinking, am I supposed to be a missionary? Like Hmm. I kind of like selling cars. Yeah. Like, what am I supposed to do? So without communication, without asking questions, I was confused. Well, of course, when you when, when you're put into a 12-step program, you're going to meetings every day. You can't help but listen. Um, and, and I went to thousands of meetings before I listened to a word because I was trying to figure out what would be cool to say. Sure. So now that I'm able to understand and, and realize that I can speak from the heart and speak from inside and realize that everything I have today is awesome and, and, and I don't, you know, again, a watch pot never boils. So like, if I'm continuously praying for success, I'm not going to get it or pray for happiness. I mean, I, I, again, I shouldn't say I'm not going to get it because that's like, again, you need to pray for success. You need to pray for that kind of stuff, but you also have to believe you have to, you know, you know, praying for success and not doing the, doing the footwork is, is like applying for, or hoping you get a job without applying. Yeah. You have to follow those things. So, so In our household, we talk about this all the time because again, there's, you know, having a 14 year old and a seven year old and, and, and they, they, they're like, oh, well he has that or, or she has that, or they're going here, they're going there. And, and we talk about, well, you know, let's talk about the stuff we have and make a little list of, of what you're grateful for today. And you realize that you have a football, you've got a basketball, you've got a few of them, you've got a basketball hoop. You've got this. You've got that. And and for me today, because I lost all that stuff, I, I, I know what I have. Yeah. But my kids don't. They, they don't. So, you know, and I don't want them to figure out the value of the dollar the way I did. I don't want them to figure out spirituality the way I did. Yeah. You know, religion is for people to, that want to stay out of hell. Spirituality is for people that have been through hell. For sure. So, and I don't want them to find out how to be physically fit. I want to teach them today that it's about, this is what you need to do. Yeah. And uh, so um, it's interesting though, like you were saying before, Scott, there's, there's, there, you do, there is, it's, it, it's, you can, it can be, it can be healthy and it can be unhealthy. The same thought patterns that, you know, you can, you can healthily desire a newer car or you can unhealthily desire a new car. And the unhealthy part is the devil sneaking in and going, you know, you're less than, you're worthless, you're this, you're that. But, but I'm comfortable in my own skin today, and I, and I go, you know what, I'm really happy with what I got. And, and, if, and if nothing changes, I'm cool with it. And all of a sudden, something changes. I'm like, whoa, where'd that come from? Yeah. Like, how cool is that? Yeah, I feel
1: like the, I feel like the perfect prayer in this, in, in this way to God is that help, help me be cool— with whatever I've got.
2: Oh, take Help away, you know. take away the bondage of self, so right. I can better do your right. will.
1: Yeah, I just want to, I'm be cool with whatever I got. Help me to get to that point. Yeah, because I feel like when we're there. We'll we'll be surprised at what God provides. We'll be surprised of the opportunities that happen. At least this has been my experience, right? When When I stopped trying to be the best photographer, I stopped trying to be the most successful or the most hardworking or the one with the most bookings. When I stopped doing that and I asked God to help me be happy with what I've got or to find joy in what I have, that all those other things happened on their own. You know, success happened on its own when I just said, I just want to be, help me be happy with what you're giving me.
2: Because we got out of the way. Yeah. And we put, we put footwork into our thought patterns. When you put yourself in a direction, you follow that direction. If you go off that direction, one, if a, if a ship going across the ocean goes one degree off, he's in a different country, my friend. Yeah. A completely different country. Right. So, you, so paying attention and knowing where you're going and, and that's why, that's why it is, you know, you, you pray for things and you affirm things, but you don't obsess. Big difference. Yeah. Big, big difference. That's good.
0: Anytime a discouraging thought comes into your mind about you or anyone else, reject it. Scripture says, when I was a child, I spoke like a child, thought like a child and reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I gave up my childish ways. At some point, we have to develop the maturity to recognize the thoughts that are worth repeating and the ones that are worth rejecting. You don't have to allow every thought that comes into your mind to come out of your mouth. We have to be able to recognize which thoughts are from him and which thoughts are from hell. Such a great line. Which thoughts come from him and which thoughts come from hell?
1: I feel like that like some summarizes the things that we've been talking about. right? Oh like, my I gosh. Feel
2: like, I'm grateful for the delete button.
1: Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. Because I feel like there's lots of times where... Like I, I will say something and regret having said it, you know, like where I, I wish I were more mature sometimes. Like I, I'm an out there. I feel like you're an out there kind of guy too. Like I just like, if it's on my heart, it's on my mouth or it's in my mouth or it's on my lips or whatever. Right. Like I just like, cause most of the time the things that are in my heart are loving and kind and giving and gracious and encouraging. That's like, that's just my heart. And I'm not trying to say that so you think I'm awesome. I'm just, that's, I don't know, what just naturally occurs in me. And so this, direct connection between my heart and my mouth is okay except when the devil's got a hold of me when hell has a hold of me and there's spite in my heart or there's hatred in my heart or division in my heart or enmity in my heart and if then that shortcut from my heart to my mouth that gets me into trouble
2: oh my god it's a long highway isn't
1: it it is and it, like I, I and i hate that about myself like i hate like i this might be hard to believe like but i'm it's easy for me to be super snarky and sarcastic about people that i feel might have slighted me or might not you know what i mean like i it, it it it's fast, 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 fast. If I feel like, like you disapprove of me, or if you like, then I get super snotty, super fast. Well,
2: don't you think it's because you have, you think that you have every right to? Yeah. Yes. So in a lot of cases, that people that are that have got a sharp tongue, or 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 are, you know, um, talking like talking sideways. It's yeah. because they they do have that person did do or that or that person didn't do or said that or yeah. didn't click a like or didn't comment there's so many things that we 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 truly do have have every right to feel that way if we weren't of right mind in, in mm. being, I, I guess it is for me, I, you know, we go back to forgiveness. I have to go back and I have to use examples of what to do and what not to do. So if somebody harms me, I put that in that, that's a great example. Thank you for telling me what not to do. Mm. Instead of having to, because resentments are something we hold down inside and we act them out. So how many times have we heard, I'm never going to be like my dad, Yeah, only to be identical to your dad. And, and that's not a bad thing as long as you understand what you're, what you're up against. So, so when you say you have, to, you, have to, you have to process and you have to forgive and you go, right. you know what? For me, you know, I realized in life that people are doing the best they can. Nobody intentionally harms somebody. It just comes out like you just said, Scott. It comes out in a, in a verbiage that... You wish you could press delete, but unfortunately, words never disappear.
1: Yeah, no, it's the truth. It reminds me, you know, speaking of forgiveness, and so, um, you know, in the book of Matthew, uh, someone, I think it was one of the apostles, was asking Jesus, because Jesus was talking about forgiveness, and someone was like, but I mean, like, how many times are we really supposed to forgive? Like seven (laughs) <laughs> you know, and Jesus is like, how about 70 times 7? Rich, it sounds like, oh, so 490, which seems like a number that we would know. Like, we just know because we had multiplication tables. But I don't think they had them then in New Testament, Jerusalem or whatever. So, like, that seemed like, an, uh, like a, a crazy number. 70 times 7? Oh, my gosh, who can even count that high? So, for them, that meant you can't count the number of times you have to forgive, Mm -hmm. right? And so that's, and he knows that we're not going to be able to get there. Like he, he knows all the things we, we can't get anywhere. Like we can't, of all the things that he told us to do, he knows that we can't get there. He loves that we try. He loves that we do our best. He loves that we ask for his help to get there, knowing that we're never going to be able to fully complete everything he hopes for us because we need to rely on him to complete us towards that end. And so when we talk about forgiveness, you know, it reminds me in the in, in the Alpha course, which if you've not taken Alpha, let me just super duper uh, encourage you to take an Alpha because they're fantastic. Anyway, there's this woman in this um, particular episode of Alpha, Cory Ten Boom, who was um, she was like a like a Holocaust survivor. Her and her family like hid people. Uh, from the uh, from the Nazis. Anyway, she had talked about how a time that she was uh, out speaking after the war was over, and she'd become like an evangelist, and she was preaching somewhere in Germany, and like one of the guards from like where she was in camp, the guard that had something to do with the, the killing of her sister and her dad. Like he comes up and says, oh my gosh, you know, Fraulein Ten Boom, I have met Jesus and, you know, I'm hoping that I can meet people that I might've wronged. And do you think I can find this? And she was like, no, <laughs> nope. Cause I remembered who he was, right? And then she talks about how um, she can't forgive, but God can, and God can through her. Right? And so, like, when I think about this idea of forgiveness, I can't. can't. If someone slights me or or wrongs me or whatever, like, I, I don't have the capacity to forgive them, but I know that God can through me. And I just need to rely that, you know, any kind of vengeance that I feel like I'm entitled to. Well, then God's going to say, well, let me give you all that you're entitled to then, because let me, let me tell you that, I mean, if I gave you everything that you're entitled to, you know, salvation wouldn't be yours, joy wouldn't be yours, peace wouldn't be yours, you know, none of that stuff would be yours if I gave you what you were entitled to. And so... um I find that forgiveness is a really big deal. And we also talk about the other half of forgiveness, which might be the bigger half of forgiveness, where forgiveness isn't for them, it's for us. And so sometimes people withhold forgiveness thinking they want to punish somebody. Well, I'm not going to forgive them. They've not even apologized. Well, the forgiveness in that case isn't even for you. I mean, it isn't even for them. It's for you. You're you're carrying it. If they don't care, they're not carrying it. So you're not punishing them by not forgiving them. You're punishing yourself. It's like drinking the poison and wishing they died. Wishing they died.
2: It's It's that simple. And it's, it's interesting because um, I've done a lot of things to get me high, very high. And one of the greatest highs is forgiveness. Mm. It amazes me how amazing, like you said, that second part, I, I like to think it's the whole part yeah. is for me. Because, it, again, it gives me the example of what to do and what not to do. Like, I can't control another person. But I control who rents space in my head. Yeah, I am the landlord, so it is. It's it's so important to me to to really understand um, um, the difference. And I still have interesting things in life. I mean, the other day I'm driving to work, and and they're putting out orange cones, and it takes me 17 minutes to get from my house to the office by taking 172 to I 43. So I put on my phone, I put a reminder to not to take that way home because the, there was going to be a traffic jam because they were, the, the cones went for miles. Right, right. So what do I do? So just for giggles, I thought, well, I'm going to see what the, how long it takes me the other way. So I, set, so I go on my Google Maps. It's two minutes shorter to go the other way.
1: <laughs> without,
2: And that's not even including the, right, cones. the cones. That's just an everyday thing. And I think, my gosh. Like, if God wanted to put those cones out there, I would have never realized that the other way was two two minutes shorter. And everything I need from the grocery store to everything is the other way. Mm. I just thought it was quicker to to go one way. Because you'd always done it that way. Because I've always done it that way. And it's like forgiveness. It's like, you know, like, it's okay that the other person doesn't get it. It's okay. And I had to have somebody really close in my life do something to me that was astronomically crazy in my mind. And then I also, all of a sudden I realized that, wow, I do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm doing the same thing. And I think it's okay. Yeah. And at that very moment in my life, I was able to forgive. And I was able to rearrange and change my life, which gave me so much more and an incredible high. and it, 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 And it's given me more time. More time to hang out with my family, more time to be profitable, more time to hang out with me, more time, more time to be here. Yeah. So it's really interesting to me how that works. And that's all from forgiveness. All of it. All of it. So now I don't have to, I don't have to look at somebody on social media and go, God, I can't believe they just got that. Like, like I can go, wow, how cool is that? Yeah. yeah. How cool is that? So good.
0: Prayer is how we talk to him and scripture is how he talks to us. So if you're not hearing God speak, it's probably because you don't recognize his voice. Scripture is his voice. Connect with him. Make it hard for people to see where he ends and you begin. Become intertwined. He is the vine and you are the branches. If you stay joined to, connected to him, he will stay joined to, connected to you. Then you're going to produce lots of fruit. But you can't do anything without him. Without him, when you try to do it in your own strength, life is really tough sledding. Because the devil, he's trying to drown you in discouragement. But with him, in his strength, you can do this. You can produce lots of fruit in his strength. You can take the last step to becoming an encourager. You can project.
2: How cool is that? Right? I mean, that's, that's the answer. We
1: just talked about how God's our finisher, right? Like we can only get ourselves so far, right? But that God has promised us that he'll finish it. You know what I mean? Not like while we stand by, right? And like, wait for him to finish. Because it's like you said, you can't hope for a job and pray that you're going to get it without filling out a job application. So we still have to do the steps. We still have to do the walk. We still have to, you know, get through it. But like, he'll help us. He'll encourage us. He'll empower us. He'll strengthen us. He'll like, he's, that's how he helps us finish. And so we can, our lives can bear fruit in our lives. Our lives can be bear fruit in our lives is what I just said.
2: Our lives can be fruitful. Right. If we attach ourselves to him. And that's the key. You know, like, like, like Pastor Sean always says, to be, to, to be less like me and more like him. Yes. Is really, it, it, it's really, it's the cool thing. And that's, and that's what we're talking about all the time. Those great little snippets of life of, of going, it's okay to be successful. It's okay to be sad. It's okay to be mad. It's okay to be happy. I mean, that was one of the things that I struggled with a lot was okay to be happy. Hmm. i didn 't think I was worthy to have a God in my life because I was raised in a situation where where i you know for twelve years of of private school taught me that if I thought of the sin i i 've committed it right, and I was like well clearly like clearly this isn 't my path yeah. so let me let me just let me just ride this one and but I still had the integrity and the wherewithal to understand that that just probably wasn 't the thing but but God put children in my life so I could, so, and, and I didn't want them to find spirituality like I did. I didn't want them to go to hell to realize that they could live their own heaven. And so, and that's the cool thing about God is, is we, the, the more we connect, the more signs he gives us. Because if you're connected with God, you can, under, you are open-minded and you're willing yeah. So when you can see these things, sometimes he's got to put out put out five miles of orange cones to figure out that it's faster the other way. That's
1: right. Yeah.
2: And 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 be it only two minutes, two minutes a two minutes a day, adds up in yes. a lifetime. Yep. So and and it's and I can pick up my kids on the way home because <laughs> they're on the way. Like those right. things are so funny. Like you think like oh okay well I'll, like you pick up the kids because then I'll be home faster. Right. Without but again, he puts those signs up that say, hey, and, and, but he, he also, he, he not only puts stop signs up or detour signs, he puts up green lights. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of them. Right. Lots of them. And, and that's the cool thing for me today that, that I can look at the, there's, there's another step that we, in, in, in the 12 steps that we talk about, we, we need to take a, a, an inventory of ourselves. And, and people always think it's just the bad stuff. What'd you do to Johnny? What'd you do to Jane? But, but how did you help Johnny? And how did you help Jane? Like you need to, you need to understand that that it's the good, the bad, the ugly, right? Yeah. And and being less like me and more like him is 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 trying to do not so many ugly things, but being okay with learning from the ugly things and going, okay, all right, well that didn't work. Right. And realizing that if I see somebody else that's doing something, be it like 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 that message on Facebook was like so many people call me and like, how can like, gosh, aren't you going to say something? I thought the words are loud and clear. Hmm. People understand that those people that left those hatred things are just naive. They, not, they, may, not, they may not even think they're hate, hatred. I mean, when I have conversations with people and I think, oh, my gosh, like, they really don't know. Hmm. They really don't. Because everybody has a belief system. I mean, if this, if this tablecloth was—I was, was, was taught that it was, was white, and you'd, and, and you'd clearly say it's black because it is black. But I'd be like, no, no, it's white. Like, that's what I was brought up. That right. This is white. Right. That's black. Right. I would think you're crazy. Yes. And we talk about those things, how, how, how some people are so sick they think they're well. Well, it, that doesn't have to be diabetes or cancer. It could be spiritually. It could be mentally. Because, again, if you're, grow, if you're brought up in different ways, because I, I want to say 100% of the trauma that's causing our lives, we're not we're not— it's not our fault. It's not our fault in, in a lot of the I, I guess hundred percent's pretty extreme, but but there's a lot of things in life where they're not they're not our fault. You know. Uh um or at the very least, they're
1: not finite. Like at least not like like I feel like sometimes there's things that, are, you know, that will that will make decisions because of our circumstances, right? Right, and that that puts us in a bad spot, but that doesn't have to be the last decision, right? You know what I mean? And so like every day is a new decision. Right. Every day is a new chance to make better decisions. Right. And so not doing that. Now, that's a decision in itself. Not making different decisions or better. that Now, that's your, that's that's another decision.
2: Well, well isn't that the, the definition of insanity?
1: Yes. Right. <laughs> right. Just expecting something different, but just doing the same thing over, over and over, over and over. And so I feel like the thing that came for me uh, out of what Sean was saying is that. One time I wrote, and I I know it's not completely right, so in the same vein as maybe not 100%, but I feel like for me, a lot of percent, like the best self-help that me, that I can do is to help other people. That that when I'm helping other people, I don't have the room to sabotage myself. I don't have to, I don't have the time to sabotage my circumstances or make bad decisions. If 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 my heart and my actions are are out of service and kindness and love for other people, then that's the kind of self help that I need. That that for me anyway, self focus or you know self like introversion. Well, as you. long as
2: it's as long as it's healthy, again. Yeah. Again, people will, you know, uh, 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 you'll see. You know, I always, you know, when I see people that do these uh, ultimate marathons and these these extreme sports, you're thinking, what, what, what's, what, what's, what's causing that? Hmm. What's causing that? Like, what, what what are you doing, and what 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 you know? And again, that that's not for everybody. I mean, there's right. some people that are just really good at it, but I see some people that go from from addiction to workaholics or exerciseaholics or or whatever. And and I think you know, like like everybody knows how to be four percent body fat, but but how many of us are? Yeah. Because it's more than exercise. It's nutrition. It's 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 managing your stress and managing your sleep, and. uh um, all those things have to go into that thing to be able to be 4% body fat. Now is that realistic like, like is it realistic for a guy that that makes pancakes in the morning for his kids to be right. 4% body fat? Right. I've accepted the things I cannot change. Well,
1: I think you could live with the 6% that you're at
2: right now, Bradley. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> but you know I got to this point because I was fat. Yeah. Yeah, I was I was a big boy. Hmm. So it is uh it is uh, uh it's it's amazing how again little things in life, as long as I'm listening, I'll hear the message, but you can put up billboard after billboard, after billboard, after billboard, after billboard, billboard, and I'll see that one sign on that fence post that gives me the right to do what I'm doing. That's the sign I'm at. If I'm not, if I'm not trying to be more like him yeah, and less like me.
1: And that's the thing I feel like, because I feel like you've got to be ready. You can go to church all you want or not go to church all you want, right? Like, I mean, I feel like we're in this COVID thing. None of us are going to church really, but like, and that's gotten, that goes back to the thing you had said about religion versus our faith, where like, until you're ready to like, accept who Jesus wants you to be, and who you are in Jesus, and who he is to you, you're just going to be driving by billboards. And like the billboards might be Sean saying great words, right? And you might be even sharing those things on Facebook, right? Like, look at this great thing that Pastor Sean said. But until you're ready to change, until you're ready to listen to the message, right? And and you're just going to find every reason not to.
2: Oh, well, and in, in, in the—I mean— like, you could ask ten people. You could ask a hundred people, a thousand people that listened to the message yesterday. They're all going to have different things. I remember when I first got in recovery, I laughed so hard because I would I would read a meditation. I call call my brother or my sister or my mom. Go, oh my God! how Are they reading my mind? Yeah. Well, they weren't reading my mind. It was just happened to be that I was I was on the road to to self discovery. Right. Yeah, I mean, I, I could have read that same thing prior to recovery and think. I mean, that doesn't make sense. Right. I mean, what are these people nuts?
1: Right. You were ready to listen.
2: Right? When the student arrives, the teacher appears.
1: That's it. You know, it reminds me of a, an analogy that I pointed out once. Like, I feel like, like what God has for you is always out there. Like, we live in Green Bay. And so I feel like the, the, the loudest or the strongest radio station here in town is a station called WIXX, 101.1 FM. It's a pop music channel anyway. But I feel like right now in this room... W-I-X-X is playing. It's in this room right now. Exactly. It's in this room. Exactly. Neither of us have a radio. Neither of us have a tuner. Neither of us are tuned in to 101.1 to hear it, but it's in this room right now. Those radio waves are in this room right now, but we're not hearing it because we're not tuned in. Right. And God's the same way. Like He's around us all the time working Uh. for you and working for good and working. But like until you're tuned in, you're not going to, you're not going to attribute to him. You're not going to hear it from him. You're not going to see it from him because you're not tuned in, even though it's all around you.
2: When I was, I was, there was a time in my life where I was had, I was suffering pretty hardcore and, and I'm like, God, I really just please extend your hand. I need you. I need you. I need you. And at that moment he's like, like it all of a sudden that picture of the, of the, the footsteps in the sand Mm. appeared in my head. I'm like, he's never left ever. Ever left, and it, if you understand that, it doesn't matter what. And again, this all came from communication, understanding that like there can be many, many, many bad things I've done. If I truly confess my sins, they're gone, hmm. as if as if they never existed.
1: Yeah,
2: only to be used as an example of what not to do. In his mind, they don't exist. In right. my mind, it's like that didn't work. Yeah, and but if I get away with it and don't. And there's, I mean, there's, it's, it's funny how life works again, you know, back to recovery, there's another, uh, there's another step where, where we tell God in another person. So of course I needed to go to Minnesota to d- tell somebody, cause I didn't want anybody to hear my stuff in Wisconsin, yeah, not yeah. only in green Bay, but I didn't really know. I wanted to be, you know, this is before social media, Right. but I didn't want to have any tarnish on my, on my shield of sorts. And, uh. And there was one thing that I refused to communicate with my with this person and to God, of course. And and every I I, I would see and be reminded of this hmm. nonstop, only to then become a sponsor and have somebody communicate it to me and me to go, I did that too. Hmm. That was the day I started to grow because I didn't have that baggage. Right. I was now in that hot air balloon and I and I got I finally got rid of that last weight to be able to to raise above the ground and see the incredible view from above. Right. But until then I was just in a hot air balloon on the ground. Right. Seeing what I've always seen. Hmm. I mean that's you know again and I'm thinking I'm in a hot air balloon. I mean look at this thing the balloon. I mean this is really cool because you know I wasn't at work. I was in this hot air balloon. Right. Like people think that, that, that just because they stopped drinking, that, that, that it's they're they're now their life is better because they're not getting drunk driving tickets, but there's so much more to that. And it's right. just like, it's just like our journey with God. I mean, it's just like, like just because you confess one sin doesn't mean that you're done or, or like we talk about when the student arrives, the teacher appears. This is a, this is a school that never ends. Yeah. Ever. Right. And not only is it cool, but we're in a school that we get to, we get to tutor others. We get to share our experience, strength at home by people that want to ask questions
1: But we won't get there. Like you said, we won't get there if we stay in the hot air balloon, tethered to the ground. Tethered to the ground. in In his message, Sean talked about how like the first step to be encouraging is to, I think it was examine or something like that, where you evaluate who you are. And so like, yeah, you can overcome difficulty or pain or weakness or disappointment or failure. But if you don't reflect on that or identify how you got there in the first place or what decisions you made or what you can learn out of that, then you're squandering that opportunity and you're of no good. To the next person that's good, I mean, I feel like we all go through our stuff because at some point, God's going to intersect our lives with someone else that, like you had said, like they're going to go through the same thing. And now I've got wisdom that I can share with them. I say, Here's the path from where you are to where I, you know, like where you can be in God, right? Like, show me the line. It's like I'm not a golfer, but like, I feel like whenever someone well, you're with someone but they've got a putt first, you can see how the ball rolls on the green. That's showing the line, I guess, anyway. But I feel like that's how we should be living our lives. How can I show someone else the line? I've gone through this crap. God saw me through, I'm better
2: now. How can I help you? And I can't improve my swing unless you tell me. Right. So it's, it's those are the type of things. And then, you know, back to being human. I mean, we there's, uh, resentments are something that a lot of people have every, every right to have. But we have every right to release them and learn from them. Because resentments with proof is going to keep you tethered to the ground. Yeah. A hundred percent of the time. right? And it's, it's not only going to keep you tethered to the ground, but you're going to start barking stuff at people that you didn't mean to say. And all of a sudden you're going to have nobody there to help you. Right. Untie the tether. Right. So it's, it's those, those little things in life have taught me such incredibleness to be able to share my experience, strength and hope, not only in my home, but in my business and beyond. Yeah. And uh, um, I don't, I don't share my sobriety dates with people um, to get the likes or the loves or the compliments. I share them to show people that, wow, like, he does what he does and enjoys life without the use of drugs and alcohol. Right. Like without that's that's just him because. I can't tell you how many times I have a friend of mine that's a hairdresser. He's like, he goes, he goes, he goes, it's so funny how many people come in and say, I saw your buddy Bradley this weekend and man, was he drunk. And he says, dang it, I missed it again.
1: <laughs>
2: and uh, and it's just because of the fact that I'm high in life. Yeah. I mean, I just enjoy life to its fullest because it is if there's something that's discombobulated in my life, I figured out. Yeah. And if it works for me, it works for me. But, but if I'm allergic to peanuts, I'm not going to eat any more peanuts. I trust that the next peanut I eat is going to do the same thing it did last time. I don't need to go down that road. Right. Yeah. And, it's, and so peanuts, anger, peanuts are resentment, peanuts are jealousy, peanuts are comparison. They're all the same peanuts. They're all the same peanuts. Yeah. They don't work in my life. Comparing and judging and wanting other, other people's things. I mean, what's the test, the, the commandment? You know, uh, one of the Ten Commandments, I'm, I'm blanking out right now, but you can't covet thy neighbor's wife. You can't, yep. like, like, again, uh, the day that, that, that I found out what true love was, was the happiest day of my life. I didn't know it before. Hmm. And I was married for years before. Yeah, yeah. But 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 communication and co- quality confrontation taught me that. Yeah. Because I didn't know what made her tick and what made me tick or talk. But hmm. but it's 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 an it's a cool thing.
1: Yeah, I love that. I love that. And I feel like You know, if peanuts are resentment and jealousy and comparison and bitterness and unforgiveness and all the rest, we've all got a peanut allergy. Oh, my gosh. Right. It's it's choking us all. It's choking us all. And so if you're in a relationship, if you're in a relationship and there's constant resentment, there's constant like self-talk in your mind about how you're trying to pick a fight with your spouse or whatever, like that's an allergy and it's choking you. And you have to start figuring out what's making you feel resentful and what's making them feel resentful towards you. And you gotta start working that stuff out because you can't keep living like you're living... At all. You're going to choke yourself to death on resentment and anger and bitterness and unforgiveness. You're going to choke yourself to death. And all the amount of booze, all the amount of drugs, all the amount of shopping, all the amount of dirty pictures, all the amount of bowling nights, all the amount of work is never going to make it go away. It's never going to make it go away until you examine yourself. And I'm telling you, even once you figure it out, you're not going to be able to overcome it without Jesus Christ. And so if you need help with that, please always just find us on Facebook. Find us on the Internet. Life Church Green Bay. Life Church downtown just find a way to connect and get start talking about this stuff because if you're mad right now listening to this and you're upset with your relationships there's a way to get out of it it's because you're allergic to how you're feeling anyway. I think we're at like an hour and a half.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Life is good. <laughs>
1: <laughs> anyway, that's it for this episode. I'm glad you guys could join us. If you enjoyed this episode of Chew on That, please share it with someone you feel like might be able to benefit from these words. We also welcome you to subscribe to Chew on That on any one of your favorite podcast platforms. And if you can give to help us produce these podcasts, this was a pivot for Life Church uh, to start producing content online. And so if you get anything out of this podcast or the whole podcast or Cheery Conversations or the sermon series or whatever, Else, just visit slash give and help uh, support the podcast effort. Anyway, Bradley, it was great having you here today. I hope you can come back again because I enjoyed our conversation very much. I felt like it didn't even happen. Like, I felt like we just got started.
2: <laughs> exactly. We just forgot the coffee. Anyway, so please here. like us so we feel good about ourselves. Yes, please. Double like me.
1: <laughs> Talk to you later.